Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about the power. Who does it belong to? Is it you? I've is it heard us? it might be your, yours. Is it ours? mine? How much can I get for it? Um, I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have a great panel with me today. First up, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in Northern California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Heart. <laughs> Uh, also joining us, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter, PT2. It's Anthony Lopez. Uh, since we all have to fit into like one of like five or six character archetypes for uh-huh. this, uh, can I be the horny one? <laughs> <laughs> the Yankee? I, I think that, yeah, that's the role I want to fill in the group dynamic. So I'm just going to be like checking out babes over here in the corner. Hoping to get made out with. So that guy's you know. really, that's yeah, the there's, Brooklyn there's guy. Like, there's really five, five types of people in the world. It's like yeah. one of them definitely has to be horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or how do you get the other four types of people? You know. <laughs> that's true. Uh, it does seem like genetically, like we'd be all half horny. But yeah, you would think. Oh. But apparently, well, two people gets around. Yeah, two point. people who are just really understanding sometimes have sex. Um, also, <laughs> that's been my my experience with it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> very, uh, a very special guest uh, today on Fourth Mike. She's at KT Nuggin on Twitter. It's Katie Wynn. Hello. Which one do you want to be? I guess I would. I would be. I like the the former Soviet Union, now Eastern European powers. <laughs> yeah. That's it's the awkward no when you have everyone have a nationality and one of those countries stops being a country during the show. Yeah, what is here? It's like continent, continent, uh, and yeah, just like yeah, former superpower. superpower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly. I mean, it's it's a nice like frame of reference to have from now on because whenever someone's gonna be like, when did the Soviet Union fall? I could be like, it was sometimes between the first and third season of Captain Planet. (laughs) So that gives me a place to start looking. You know, helpful. Yeah, cultural historic landmarks. Yeah, it was. It was while Gaia was still Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, that's how you'll know. Um, Was that was that Whoopi? Yeah, it was it was Whoopi Goldberg for the first three seasons, and then the second three seasons, the second wow. run, she became white, which is weird. Yeah, Margot Kidder, Margo uh, Lois Lane is Superman. Yeah, bunch of other stuff. Super white lady. Uh, so this is episode number three hundred and ninety-three of the podcast. When will that number go down, Alex? It's <laughs> a bad question. I don't know what. To, um. I guess we could theoretically have a day where we're like, it's episode 220 again. <laughs> oh, man, I'm not looking forward to the 420 episode. That's going to be real stereotypical. Um, I, well, we have like have like half a year to figure out how to make a, have a fun twist. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so we've now done as many episodes as the price in millions of dollars as the new submarine that Thailand j- bought from China. What? So... Would they pay in cash? Could they get like a discount? Well, they did get some sort of a discount because it's actually uh, they referred to this as a buy two get one free deal. So it was three ninety three for the first one, and then the second one is like five hundred million, and then you get a third one for nothing. I guess. Here's the thing, though: if you only want one, then I feel like you overspent, right? Even if you get the third <laughs> one for free, that's how the game. I mean, how can you overspend if you get one for free? Well, it's still what? possible. You can't handle a free submarine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they don't have space for it, you know? Like, you live in a small apartment. You have an ocean. 
Totally. Totally, Katie. I, I mean, they have. it's the first time they've it bought is. a submarine in 50 years. It's the first new sub, so... Oh, so they're just due? They're, it's like the mid-country mid, mid uh, country crisis? Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh uh, actually, if you if you want if you want to make this sadder riffing, you might point out that it's because there was recently a military coup there, and that's why they bought new submarines. But I like to think it's because the old one just finally lost that new sub smell. Wait, like the the new military bought bought the submarines, like the ones who did the cooing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the cooers are like we could use some more subs. That- that makes sense, honestly. My if I like had a coup, successful coup, my first thing would be like, let's get more of what made this yeah. so easy for us, right? <laughs> let's really make sure we don't get don't get cooed ourselves, you know. <laughs> let's prevent one of those aqua coups if it's about to start. Yeah. I I think buying subs is like, yeah, that's one of the benefits. If you have a successful military coup, you can see underwater now. You've earned that, how right? Many, how many um feet is the sub because I think foot for foot subway might offer better deals. Um, it depends on what you want to do with it. As if you want it to be nice smelling, fresh baked bread that deceives you into eating terrible vegetables and meat, Subway's got a great deal for you. If you'd like it to be able to keep you alive underwater, Subway's a bad okay. deal at any price. I, I don't know. You ever you ever wrapped yourself in a ter- Italian oven cheese bread before? It Does might it be buoyant. Air? Especially yeah. the uh, Italian urban cheese. I so think you could defend a new coup with enough subs, like subway subs. If you just, you know, it's just you haven't had enough of them. If you can't, the military's at your door, and you're like, "Wait a second, have you guys tried the new meatball sub? It's better than you expect." Yeah. Do you want it toasted? Are you sure you want to kill me? What if it's toasted? Do you um, want to make a meal deal? Anyway, so that was our sub riffing. Speaking of uh, powerful things, which among their skills are able to move water around, this week we're talking about Captain Planet and the Planeteers. It's the animated show that ran from 1990 to 1992, produced by Ted Turner, starring Whoopi Goldberg as Gaia, and then from 1993 oh. to 1996 as The New Adventures of Captain Planet, starring a whiter Gaia, and produced by Hanna Barbera. And you got to remember, original idea by Ted Turner, please. Is that really? Is it that's, 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 yeah. That's what, he's, that's what he's credited as. Like, not created by, just original idea. Just like, He was just walking through an animation office one day. He was like, hey, uh, <laughs> uh, Captain Planet, make it happen. Let's go. And then he walked away. I want a superhero that's not that cool. Go. And then they did it. Oh, uh, wait. I, I like this show way more than I thought now that now that I've looked at like who is the voice talent. Oh, interesting. Cause Say it's more about that. Burton. Oh yeah, it's definitely Lavar Burton. That's Lavar Burton's Captain Planet. Yeah. No, he's Kwame. No, he's Kwame. Yeah. Uh, Ed Asner's Kwame. in it. Oh. Yeah, and the the bad guys are huh. really. Uh, there's some really good voices among the bad guys. Yeah, right, Jeff Goldblum. Who's um, wow, it's a treasure trove. Meg Ryan was Dr. Blight for the first year and then got replaced. It's funny how many of these voices got replaced over the years. Damn, Tim Curry's in this? Yeah, Tim Curry. Good, good, good. Zarm oh, was yeah. originally voiced by Sting. Yeah. Martin Sheen? Yeah, what a good what a good group of... T- turns out, uh, original idea and lots of friends by Solid. Ted Turner. But, I mean, isn't that just like a lot of, you know 
when people try to like do things to make the planet a better place. Everyone's really excited at first. They all show up. And then less people keep showing up week <laughs> after week, you know. The but second on the here. Plus side, uh, Anthony, they totally did solve all of the planet's problems by 96. So, I mean, that's why I didn't have to go on it. Yeah, there's, you didn't need yeah. as many of it. As many people. Also, they only were on this show because there was a show that was worse for the environment, but it's just a little further away. That's how I recycle, I guess. If that wasn't clear, yeah, it's just what's near. Anyway, uh, so why are we watching Captain Planet today of all days? And it is because our meat butt. It's not Earth Day. What day is Earth Day, Ezra? Uh, Today. Uh, (laughs) Every day. That's the right answer. Uh, also, uh, April 22nd, 2018. Um, so we watched this because it was, uh, this is our monthly meat buddy vote. So our meat buddies, the people who donate to the show get to vote on topics. Uh, and this month it came down, we had a vote between the top two vote getters were, uh, Captain Planet and the Planeteers or, uh, the new Baywatch starring the, the rock. And Anthony, you said you thought this was kind of an upset that, that, that Captain Planet won. Uh, I mean, I thought Baywatch was just a little bit more uh, uh, topical, but with actually with everything that kind of happened in the world this week, uh, Captain Planet's a pretty good uh, choice. Actually. Yeah, it actually sort of it, really worked out. Yeah, and yeah. our newest well, the guy I was looking out for us. You know? <laughs> she got woken up from her thousand-year nap and then was like, "Oh, I need to stop this. Let's get a podcast." <laughs> you guys got your rings, right? Yeah, I do. I I do. Um, Mine has this power of that uh, I have a wife. Uh, wife. Smart. <laughs> Other thing. Sandwiches. <laughs> we have a podcast. This is a pretty good <laughs> podcast. Uh, so thanks to our meat buddies who voted on this. Congratulations to the people on the winning side. Sorry to the people who wanted us to watch Baywatch. Um, maybe you can Baywatch it yourself. All right. I'm sorry. Um, puns. <laughs> man, Captain Planet's puns wore out even me. <laughs> we'll get to that. So, uh, and uh, speaking of meat buddies, uh, the people, generous people who donate to the show, uh, we want to sp- say a special thanks to our newest meat buddy. And I'm going to say this the tie breaking vote. It came down to a one vote margin. And Rianon, our newest meat buddy, joined so she could vote for Captain Planet and did and created the Nero victory. So you did it. Uh, Riri, great job. Um, Riri's been around uh, as a fan of the show for a long time, and uh, we really appreciate you being with us. Thanks for doing that. Sometimes she tweets at us while she's drunk at a club. It's really delightful. Sometimes not. Usually not. Oh, I like her. But yeah, yeah, she's. I like that as like guys. You know, everything in moderation. (laughs) Yeah, and if you're indoor kids, you know, if you don't actually want to be out socializing, just tweet at us. It was pretty well, and she's in Australia, so the timing is all weird. So I had like responded to something in the middle of my day, and she's like, "I'm drunk in a club. I can't think about this right now." <laughs> it was great. Uh, that's how she sounds on Twitter. I like, I like, I like the yeah, the like, hey, I can't talk to you now. I'll talk to you later as a response. <laughs> yeah, as a way of talking to me. <laughs> it's it's asynchronous. You just don't have to respond at all. You can just wait until you can respond, guys. It's, I mean, we're cool. a, when we respond to a tweet, it's a big deal. Anyway, so you can become a meet but, buddy. Between but. the drinks and like the bass about to drop, I just do not have time to answer these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I gotta keep my eye on this bass, guys. <laughs> it can drop at any moment. So if you want to become a Meat Buddy, go to readishweb.com slash meatbuddies right now, and you can you can join, and you can participate in the next vote, and you keep our show floating down the tracks. Democracy that works. Now. Check it out. Oh, yeah. but we. So I should clarify, by the way. Um, Baywatch got more votes, but Captain Planet's votes were in 
former slave states, and so they count higher, and so that's how we do it. That's fair. No one can argue with it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry, Dark Riff. So, uh, yeah, Dark Riff is kind of a fun name for a show. Um, we'll workshop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or not, maybe. No one responded. So, uh, let me for the summary today, we're going to turn to our trusty friends at Wikipedia. And so, because of that, if there's anything in this summary that you disagree with, I'm going to live edit it. Ooh. Isn't that a fun twist? Yeah. Can you change the name of Tap and Planet? Yes, but that would get reverted. So I'm going to go with only good ones. <laughs> All right. Uh, so here's the summary of Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Gaia, the spirit of the Earth, is awakened from a long sleep by Hoggish Greedly, who happens to be drilling above her resting chamber. Realizing that the damage is extensive, Gaia sends five magic rings, four with the power to control an element of nature, and one, controlling the element of heart, to, ch- to five chosen youths across the globe. Kwame from Africa, Wheeler from North America, Linka from the Soviet Union, later the e- Eastern Europe after the Soviet Union's dissolution in season three, Guy from Asia, and Mati from... Wait, side note, I like that it seems like that was a plot point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why it happened. That's funny. Well, I mean, that was, the, that was the season two cliffhanger, right? They brought down the Soviet Union. He yeah. used, Captain, he used the power America. of Earth to tear down gray, that wall. Get up the white kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. Um, yeah. And Mati from South America. The five are dubbed the Planeteers and are tasked with helping defend the planet from environmental disasters and making efforts to educate mankind to keep others from happening. Ooh, ooh. How about humankind? It's a little more inclusive. Ooh, yeah. Good edit. All right. Let me add that. <laughs> um, oh, man. How about is... meat buddy kind? Would, would you take that? <laughs> That'll get reverted, but I'm doing it. Um <laughs> I'm going to make this a minor edit right now, but we'll see if it gets more major. Great, um, great. Let's see. What about, is Gaia really the spirit of the Earth, or is she mother of the Earth? Ooh. Is it a familial connection? <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I don't the know. Did, do you think she, yeah, did she birth the Earth? Yeah, is it like... I mean, she can, like, appear... I mean, mothers don't anywhere. have to be biological, Alex. Oh yeah, it's any, well, you know, anyone who they do have to be biological on my new game show, Birth That Earth. Yeah, <laughs> it's really difficult. No one wins. Anyway, um, back to back from editing. Um, uh, where was I? Listening to someone edit Wikipedia made me is not. It turns out not a thrilling. Thing. In the beginning of the episodes, Gaia uses her planet vision on the crystal chamber to discover where the most devastating destruction is occurring. In most episodes, one or more of the eco-villains is behind it and sends the Planeteers to help solve the problem. The Planeteers use transportation, usually a flying machine called the Geocruiser, based on solar power to avoid causing pollution themselves. I didn't catch that, but I was like, why do they have such a cool space plane? But it's because of that. If that space plane was real, I feel like everyone get way more on board with like not polluting. Yeah, it is kind of weird that the Planeteers are like, we have invented this technology but only are using it for ourselves. We have a 30-year patent while everyone else is flying jet planes. <laughs> I mean, it's what, like, hippies have been saying for years, right? You know, like, they got the secret. Mother Guy's got the secret spaceship, <laughs> man. But big oil's <laughs> keeping them off the boat. It's that classic Gaia you know? conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen them. You can fly them around. <laughs> go off Soviet planet and Soylent, man. It's great. Here's, here's the where this gets interesting. In situations that the Planeteers cannot resolve alone, 
they can combine their powers to summon Captain Planet, a superhero who possesses all of their powers magnified, symbolizing the premise that the combined efforts of the team are stronger than its individuals. Slash, they don't have to do anything? Yeah, this is going to be a controversial thing, I think. Uh, Captain Planet only appears in his Captain Planet garb. These are not clothes, but elements of the planet that are integral to his his composition. Oh, can you change that to being those are totally his clothes? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, Uh, I don't understand this weird distinction, and this is like a classic Wikipedia like left turn in the middle of this paragraph. Yeah, it's not unnecessary. Yeah, Yeah, that's useful somewhere. uh, I mean, uh, did they cite that? Is that source? Um, No, but it is going to link to mullet haircut page in a second here. Well, I like to think that it was just like in the like the the writer's bible of the show, and anytime someone would say close, <laughs> an executive producer would just kick open a door and go, "God damn it, they're not closed. It's the elements garb. of the planet that are integral to his composition. It's not a tumor." I'm gonna skip ahead because this gets real boring. Once his work is done, Captain Planet returns to the planet. Oh, that's weird. Restoring the Planeteer's powers. When he does this, Captain Planet reminds viewers of the message of the series with his catchphrase, The power is yours! Which is said to mean that we all have the power to end the destruction of the planet when if we work together. To the planet. Yeah, that is confusing. I guess it means like he's from the Earth and be- comes back to it, but it looks like he's going into their rings. Huh. Also, I'm going to do well, a... Well, he, like, disintegrates and just, like, you know, like the... Yeah, where's he hanging out? Is he... Is he become the Earth? Do you, the wait, do you... Quick question. Do you guys ship Captain Planet and Gaia? Oh, that's kind of... I, I mean, they're the same kind of... So oh, you think they might be siblings? Or, or the different versions of yourself, man. I don't, I don't know. Oh, that's safe, then. I yeah. mean, are they, aren't they kind of like <laughs> Jacob and the smoke monster oh. from Lost... You yeah. know, in that like, they're allowed to make out and it's not creepy. <laughs> Maybe that, I saw a different ending than you did. It? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> they're hugely like if, disappointing. Is that what you're saying? This is like one second from Alex being like, because I have some links I want you guys to look at. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's see. So we can all do it. Every episode is followed up by at least one planeteer alert, often connected to the plot where environmental slash political and other socio-political issues are discussed and how the viewer can contribute and be part of the solution rather than the pollution. Both of those in quotes. Huh. All right. So that's the show, you guys. That's the book. That's the book. So it's a bunch of, like, Monster of the Week pollution guys. And then the... Really nuanced portrayals also. Yeah. Like, you get two sides of every story. It's great. Yeah, it really does. Well, you know, actually, occasionally they have to do some weird, like, needle threading. Where oh, the, like with the, um, the, the animal testing one? Yeah, the animal testing yeah. one, which is like, it's yeah, only okay cool. when it would be totally expensive not to. Um, or just like, hey, you know, this is terrible, but I let's remember. That. That was very educational. You, but do you think if you were 10, it would really work? I hope not, but I'm sure it would have. Do you think the same people Maybe. who can appreciate that kind of nuance also think that the uh, three-dimensional character Hoggish Greedly, a pig-like human who represents the dangers <laughs> of overconsumption and greed, do you think it's just, like those people can handle both of them? Was well, he an actual pig? Or hard just, to say. Yeah, I mean, like that's like. I was really confused. Are they just was a guy that has been? Bo- is he just a guy who's been body shamed his whole life for having a snort and looking vaguely pig-like? Who well, just insane. turned into the script? Pigs the... don't have fangs. 
Yeah, he, yeah what? At one point, he refers to himself as when he was like a little hog or a little piglet yeah, or something yeah. like that. So, I mean, that's like a – right? I mean, that's – when he said that, that's when I thought no, like, but wait, everything what exactly he says is he? in terms of pig stuff. Yeah, so here's what I – here's my theory is that um, he was uh, bullied so much as a child for being slightly poor sign in his uh, demeanor. And then he, it's like if somebody was like, I'm a new superhero called Four Eyes. Like, he just took that and, like, reclaimed it for himself. Oh, that's like, good, I guess. Like, like the end positivity. of Unbreakable? Just like the end of Unbreakable. That's what I was definitely going to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, now that you guys understand the show, it's time for our compliment round. Uh, so we're going to go... Uh, we're going to each say one nice thing about the show before we potentially say mean things or not. We'll see. I don't know how everybody's feeling. Ezra, I want to start with you. What's your major compliment for Captain Planet and the Planeteers? The compliment is yours. Sounds like you loved the show. Um... I got to, because of the show, I got to read into some of what Ted Turner's been up to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he gave a um, billion dollars to the UN. He has a grudge against Rupert Murdoch because of what Rupert Murdoch did in a yacht race. To him. <laughs> <laughs> that was back in the 80s, and that, that has grudge has maintained. And I think that is the best, richest way to have a grudge with someone. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty solid rich person argument. Oh my god! He parked Sorry. in my blimp sp- parking space. <laughs> yeah, so that's something. I don't yeah. know. Look, these someone clearly tried. He showed up to the same par- to the a party. And he and I showed up to a party in the same color helicopter. <laughs> that's fun. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Katie, I'm gonna have you go next. What's your major compliment for Captain Planet? Actually, I mean, I feel like usually we come up with compliments to offset them being bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, I don't know, like in compared to like uh, Magic School Bus and stuff like that. That's like super like cheesy and like super like educational and like really transparent. I thought this was as good as any of those other ones. Oh, interesting. Magic School Bus and that kind of stuff. Well, so I, I haven't watched Magic School Bus recently, but I think I like it better. Um, but. Even if you liked it, still have to say your your major compliment. That's them's the rules. So, uh, what is it about it that you like specifically? Um, I I actually thought some of the heartbreaking moments, like with the when the walruses were covered in oil and things like that, were actually very very sad for me. Yeah, uh, and I felt myself almost tearing up. So. They did a good job at portraying animal suffering, I would say. Very heart-wrenching. Which, in other shows, I would say is a weird compliment. But for this, that's pretty solid. Just seeing animators just watching footage of, like... That's what they're going for. Yeah. People shaving monkeys and, like, really animating it frame by frame. (laughs) That monkey really got a pretty bad bowl cut, if I understand how I I don't know. I thought he looked better as as a balding monkey, but... All right, well, fair enough. Yeah, um, I'm going to go next. So my major compliment is that um, it, well, so it, t- it, it, I guess it taught me something about myself at one moment early on. Um, and I always like when I feel something and I'm like, I didn't realize I could feel that way, but the show has taught me. Or that maybe not that I am glad I feel this way, but anyway, here's what I learned. Um, I'm generally kind of skeptical of patriotism since it's usually used to cover up shitty behavior. But when the American got the coolest of the powers, I was like, I felt a little pride inside. 
<laughs> well, that was pretty great. The Brooklyn uh, kid in his fire. What a cool dude. Really? No one knows how to use their powers, He's the though. biggest asshole, too. I know. I know. That made me feel yeah. bad. But then when they were assigning powers, and I was like, oh, thank God he didn't get heart. I wouldn't want my team to have heart. <laughs> I mean, I just, I feel like no one's great at these powers, right? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, like, they didn't get a lot of time to practice. They were, like, thrown into eco-terrorist I, situations I by, by the, that's true but even by the last episode we saw which is like season five or whatever uh that I, that I saw like they were they couldn't say like there was a point where he couldn't get the word fire out fast enough and got like uh manhandled instead yeah like he got taken out before he could complete the one syllable word. <laughs> yeah i mean after five seasons i still feel like if you went up to any of the kids and it was like so how does that power work they'd be like uh, i say fire and then something specific happens i don't know <laughs> I, i'm not actually controlling it i just point at something and then say fire and the exact thing that needs to happen happens <laughs> I mean the uh, yeah we're gonna, I want to talk more about which powers you guys would enjoy the most but in general everybody was pretty bumbling in this show, um, but Anthony I want to close out the compliment round with you so what's your major compliment for Cap Plan? Um, I really liked in the first episode the like getting them together sequence because yeah. it's like all right she's got to pick five kids and she finds. Obviously, the five people from the job, right? They're all doing, like, something incredible at the exact <laughs> moment. You know, planning yep. stuff, swimming with dolphins. The American kid is kicking ass. He's, yeah, he's like, us. fighting crime, just yeah. unarmed in the streets in the middle of the night in New York. New York was kind of rough, I think, uh, in yeah. the late oh, yeah. Just intimidating people. Is, yeah. You know, Giuliani just got in the office. New York was rough, you know. And this kid was just fight like fist fighting people, like yeah. stop robbing that lady's purse, and then just fighting them. It was crazy. Uh, and one so of them I, was like hugging a dolphin. What about the Soviet woman who's playing keyboard on a cliff? Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. Exactly. It's so I really enjoyed that, and I liked when she got them all together. She gave them the rings, and then didn't really explain how to use their powers or what their new jobs actually was. Yeah, that's real fake. You are now Planeteers, now and forever. And I <laughs> like the idea of just taking five kids and being like, fuck your life, you're a Planeteer now, until the day you die. I sort of assumed... This is, <laughs> this sort is of your fuck... She, when she was searching, she was like, only people who have no family and nothing to lose, or something. Yeah. Right, right, there's like, there a really like tragic backstory for each of these guys that we just yeah. missed by five minutes. Yeah, but. right, yeah. But yeah, because like, you, no one would be like, oh, man, this is a cool mission and all, but, like, I want to see my dad again. Do you mind if I don't live on your island? Nope. Too late. You got the ring. Yeah, exactly. You just yeah. you have it. No choice. Yeah, it's a gift a and a curse. Contract. <laughs> no backsies. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mother, Mother guy is very cruel like yeah, that. I just like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I want to do kind of a feels dump. So Katie uh, had some had some positive feels about this. Um, so the question is, did you watch, like, is this your first experience with it? And then if it isn't like, how did you feel then? How do you feel now? What's, what's somebody's like, what's your gut feeling coming out of watching these? Uh, Ezra, why don't we start with you? All right. Uh, I was vaguely uh, aware. I hadn't watched it before. I had known about it. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, no I'm, I'm more interested to hear what Kay says. Cause, cause I need some time to think. Okay, great. I'm seriously lagging here. Yeah. You're a little laggy, but, um, uh, jump back in here, Katie. So are you hearing me? Yeah, I'm lagging by like several seconds. Yes. 
and I'm just trying to play with play through it and hope it gets better. Are you downloading ma- major amounts of pornography on the same computer? All right. <laughs> I wouldn't say major. Um, <laughs> I'd say amounts. Yeah. Is, is about uh, about a two second delay worth of <laughs> pornography. I Enough. Of, I mean, it's like the same amount of pornography as if you were on the moon. <laughs> it's that classic oh, Apollo like boop. Sorry, sorry guys, downloading a lot of porn up here on the moon. Um, oh fucking Neil, he just can't stop jacking it. You know? <laughs> one small jack. One small for jack for me. <laughs> My brain is one second laggy for that joke. Uh. So, Katie, you you had never seen it before, or you had seen it before. How did you feel this time, that time? Tell me your feels. I hadn't seen it before. I'm sure that if I were a kid, I'd probably find it cheesy. But as an educator by career, I actually really appreciated it because it's way better than a ton of other cartoons out there. So I was just kind of glad that this existed. I don't know. Around that time, I was watching like Mutant League and Biker Mice from Mars and Street Sharks, stuff that didn't have like a ton of, you know, like moral to it or anything like that so looking back on it as an adult seems pretty valuable it's so interesting that you say that i because i especially the part where you're like as a kid i would have found it cheesy because this was one of the few cartoons that i remember watching constantly and every episode that we watched for the show i was like oh yeah yeah this all looks familiar again i watched this show a ton and i loved it at the time and now i find it so cheesy and i don't know how i managed to get through some of these just like Ugh, over the top, obvious uh, things. But as a kid, I was like, "Oh, fun superhero." Anthony, how did you feel about it? Um, you know, I I was definitely I watched a bit of it, and I was I was born in eighty like seven, so I was the early run of it. I was probably too young to see it live. It was definitely something I was aware of as a kid. Uh, I I was really into uh, anything kind of superhero related as a kid, so I liked Captain uh, Planet just like I did any other cartoon character. So I definitely had like a bit of nostalgia watching this. Um, but like looking back at it, I mean it it is definitely certainly really hokey, and it really doesn't hold up. But I think even like of that era, uh, kids' cartoons like I like if you look at something like like old DuckTales or something. Like, yes. That still holds up. You can show that to a kid today, you know? Uh, but this absolutely doesn't. But it is kind of cool that they were like, you know, Ted Turner was walking around, like, looking at just Ninja Turtles beating guys up and was like, we can do something here, you know? We can... <laughs> like, it's, I do kind of like that there was... There was yeah, that's what I imagine he sounds like. <laughs> uh but there's something there, you know. There's at least like like some strange efforts that even if, you know, like no one really tries this in that space, it seems. So it's interesting on that like level as like a novelty thing, you know. Yeah, and and they do like they don't shy away from tackling some gnarly stuff. It's not just environment. They also like. Did you guys watch a good bomb is hard to find? Um, which no, is one where they uh, where the the evil lady uh, fed up with her normal pollutant ways. Uh, decides to time travel to the future, meet up with her future uh, yeah, self, yeah. together create an atom bomb, go back and sell it to Hitler, and then... Whoa, no, Fu, Man, Fu Manchu Hitler. Yeah, Hitler with a different mustache. It's very important. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it's it the was, most bonkers it was, thing. 
Oh, wait, no, that makes sense, was, actually, because they already changed the timeline when they went back into the Wild Wild West, and that must have had uh, ramifications on him. Oh, mustache. yeah. Yeah, they're real lax about jumping around on timelines. In fact, I want to talk about the time travel uh, thing, because that, I, I accidentally, I was just, I just grabbed a few episodes that people had marked as the best on the internet, and for some reason, half of them are about time travel and them making bad decisions. Okay. I was going to ask if that was part of, like, the the contest part of it. Because four of the seven episodes you pulled <laughs> had time travel. And, like, four different time travel machines, like, ways of time travel. Uh, it was very strange. I was like, oh, there must be, like, a, Alex must be really into, like, this time travel theme in Captain Planet. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely wanted one time travel thing because I love time travel. But I didn't even notice the other ones. I, I took the bomb one because it was like selling an atom bomb to Hitler. I was like, oh, that's intriguing. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of time travels. And they're so bad at time travel. Okay, since we're talking about this, let me just tell you, <laughs> let me give you some thoughts on time travel here. Um, they time travel back to the 1800s so that they can buy the Grand Canyon and fill it with garbage. Which mm. the idea of time traveling backwards for garbage doesn't make yeah. any sense. Go forward, no, you... you'll never... like. Then you don't have to deal yeah. with it. Totally, totally. That's insane. Or time travel to before the idea of like lease, like uh, like land ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he goes to and then just snatch it up for cheap. You he know, he goes to 1812 and then tries to steal it and like harass people into selling their claims. Go to yeah. when they got the claim, push them out of the way. Also. He goes Go in... to uh, the 1100s and just start throwing it in there. There was no one there, really, you know? Yeah, yeah throw it really. into, if you time machine, throw it into a volcano in the 1100s. Like, there's, the plan to fill the Grand Canyon is just so... I mean, except for, like, it looks cool to fill the Grand Canyon with garbage. Other than that, yeah, it's maybe a weird decision. He just had that idea and worked his way backwards. And, like, I just, you know... He's not thinking greedily, right? And then, like... and then later... So the time traveling back to sell Hitler a bomb... You don't go backwards in time to make money because Hitler doesn't have as much. Like, if you go forward a year, work a full day as a janitor, you're going to make more than if you go back to Hitler's time and sell him an atom bomb. Like, money was worth less back then. Well, what wait, are you going to do? What if he with... got paid in gold or something like that? Would that work? Maybe. Or I diamonds? mean, if he got paid then and then put it into a bank with compounding interest, maybe. But, oh, like. Yeah. Go forward a hundred years and then get one day's wages and then come back with it. Well, here's the here's the problem though. You won't be able to spend that money necessarily, right? Well, like, you it's can't like spell the German marks the either. So I guess you want to turn it, trade it for gold then too. Okay. Uh, I mean, look, all 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 time travel problems have some like like ideas have some problem, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if your thing is money making schemes, selling Hitler a bomb just seems like the worst. There's yeah. Bet on sports, way easier if all you care about is money. And if you have the ability to, by hand, create an atom bomb in an afternoon, which she did, there's got to be other uses for your talent that make money. Like, in the whole point, though, whenever people are evil is that they're also very dumb, too. Like, of course their plans never work out, because in order to be that evil, you have to be an idiot. Yeah, like, There's never, a, like, an actually really very smart, logical, super, well, I suppose there's some in, like, comic books, but... Yeah, it's usually not super geniuses. They're usually like, I went into crime because I'm not great at other stuff. This this greedily fellow, despite being kind of rich, seems like he might not be great at life. That's unfortunate. Usually, I feel like those coincide, you know? But like, this is like the one time where it didn't. Hey, they also, the other weird thing about the money was that they went back, he went back to this poker game in the 1800s, sort of win this thing, and he bets 20 grand on a hand, 
which is over a half a million dollars in today's money, at just a neighborhood bar poker game, that is substantial. Like, no one's suspicious of the guy dressed like the future, looks part like a pig with fangs who just bet a half a million dollars on four queens. Well, I mean, I mean there's an old gambling, you know, wise tell uh, uh, expression that goes, when a man who looks like a pig walks in with a bunch of cash, you just play the hands <laughs> you have, don't ask questions. Right? Oh, maybe that's what they did. No one to play the pig with fangs. They so went, yeah, he went back to the 1700s and established this as the saying in that town. Everyone's like, when the pig shows up, you bet big. <laughs> and then when they were, it happened, he was like, oh, God, I'm finally and playing with the pig. Got to bet big. I remember that. Played with the pig. Got to bet big. And then they did. And then they but, lost all their money. I mean, to be fair, like, to, like, in the defense of uh, Captain Planet uh, villains, like, I, I but, like, before I started watching this, like, one of, like, the main memories I had of Captain Planet is, like, as I've gotten older, I mean, like, like, did, didn't the villains just want to destroy shit just purely for the lols, mostly? Most of the time, and I was like, that's yeah. a really That's a really absurd concept. Yeah. And now as I've gotten older, and I, as I was watching it today, I realized, wait, Maybe that's actually what all the bad people in the world are actually destroying the environment for. Because I don't actually see, like, what a lot, like... What's the long game for a lot of these people? Yeah, I get money, right? But that's what the bad guy pig wants anyway, so it kind of makes sense, but it's... It's not like I mean, a, that well, most off. yeah, most of their plans are not like I want to do this thing. I want to, like, dump nuclear waste in the river to get money. A lot of it's like... I love my nuclear waste. My name is Duke Nukem. You know, there's some. They're really into nuclear waste. They're like their their things are just like I sure. Uh, they they're hanging on a boat called the SS Plunder. You know, at one point, uh, and they even refer to it as the best Earth plundering ship ever created. I mean, these are not like real long term money people. It seems like it is just lulls. Anyway, uh, no comments on that? Good. Okay. No, so- I, was just, I was looking at this uh, article <laughs> about some, world, some men just want to watch the whole world burn. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Nothing is really worth referencing. Okay, so here's so. my main concern then, I guess. Here's the thing that bothered me the most about all of this, is that it seems as though every episode should start by them calling Captain Planet and him fixing it. Because they yes. don't do yeah. shit. They are not good at their powers. The power is not ours. The power is the superheroes. Every time. Uh, They really are most effective when they're like hand-washing animals. You know, like that's when they're really getting the most work done. (laughs) It's it's like this is an episode of, you know, Batman. And the the whole time, Commissioner Gordon's just like, should I call Batman? Nah, I got this for a while longer. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, Bruce Wayne shows up and tries to punch stuff without his toys. And then is like, ah, finally I give up. Yeah, I don't know what lesson it teaches the kids when there's like a fire or something. And then it's like, kids, well, you should try what you can first. And only (laughs) when you can't handle it. Then you should call 911. Yeah, exactly. Because God helps those who help themselves. Yeah, right. So so stop, drop, roll. See what you got. If you got a bucket of water, grab that. Uh, always you know, always try to fan it first. When all of that fails, call the fire department. Oh, well, it's because it always fails, though, also. So it's like teaching both of us, like, yeah, try stuff when you're out of your depth. And also, you know what? You're not good enough. Zero percent chance of success all the time. Chances. Yeah. I know we'll get to it, like, eventually, I'm sure, maybe now, but, like, like, the idea of Captain Planet is, like, a very strange, like, 
existential crisis about like what exactly he is. You know, like where does where does it go? And here's the thing: when he shows up, this really bothered me. His really bothered me watching this like today was when he shows up. He always has all the context he needs already. Oh, interesting. Like, where did he? He already shows up. He knows exactly who's who, what the bad guys are doing, and what he needs to do. Yeah, and it's like, is he like there just? Not in a physical form. Like what? What is Captain Planet when he goes away? Does he literally vanish? Is he just banging Mother Gaia? These are great questions. I mean, Gaia's how also he get the haircut. Yeah, how do you, where did he get the mullet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Gaia is omniscient and all powerful. It feels like this is just a weird trap for kids. That's like, look, the adults could handle any situation, but we don't want to. So you do all of it until you finally pop, can't possibly help anymore, and then we'll take over and obviously win. It's important, right? Mother Gaia can't do everything, you know? So she, I think, I mean, Captain Planet, every one of these problems, Captain Planet shows up at the beginning, solves the problem, they wash a duck, Captain Planet leaves. <laughs> Next time, Captain Planet shows up, solves this problem. Also, at some point, I'm sure Hoggish Greedly is not paying his taxes. Like, get him on tax evasion, throw him in prison, solve a lot of these problems. Every time they just it feels like they just it's it's real self perpetuating system like almost like the it feels like the planeteers are being paid by the hour. <laughs> That's my. Theory. I like the idea of them just like one of them just throwing down their rings and being like, "I'm going to law school." That's how I'm going to make a difference. <laughs> you guys can be out there fucking washing your ducks. I'm sick of it. We're not changing anything. <laughs> Sneaks haters, and I made myself so easy to love. Yeah, yeah. How much they hate it. It's almost Father's Day, and I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh shit, really? But I just used all my thoughtfulness for the year on getting a Mother's Day gift, and also on National Donut Day. I'm fucked. Well, not anymore. Presenting FlowersForDads.com. You know the best part of Mother's Day flowers they don't require any thought and the high cost makes you feel like you're doing something really special for somebody tragically gender roles have kept us from giving this thoughtless gift to our fathers forcing us instead to choose between these items golf neckties tools and fishing but not anymore now dads are getting flowers too with flowersfordads.com we have exactly what you need for father's day they're flowers but with dad stuff so they're not like weak or anything there's one that's shaped like a wrench. This flower has a golf club growing out of it. And this flower is wearing a tie with a fish on the tie. Holy fuck, your father's going to seem moderately appreciative of this gift. But you might be asking yourself, are they expensive? You bet your youthful ass. I mean, they don't seem expensive at first. But when you check out, then all the other stuff comes in. Like, for example, a bouquet with a lug nut holding the flowers together and a golf tee stuck in the middle, that costs only $10, plus $45 in handling, and if you actually want it shipped to your dad, another $35. Now, that's a special gift price. Also, they're not called bouquets because dads don't like French words unless they're in documentaries about war. So, get your dad a metric set of flowers today from flowersfordads.com without undermining your careful stereotyping set up by the Father Industrial Complex, fathersfordads.com. And we thank them for their support, but without showing too much emotion. Me buddies, 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 me buddies. So now it's time for a lightning bonus round. We're going to the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We're going to finish this shit up. <laughs> Sorry. There's so much going on. There's a parade. There's sound effects. 
Megan is trying to talk to me. What are you seeing? What's happening? They're jumping on a fireman's trampoline. All right, I need to look. Hold on one second, you guys. Uh, is this the type of parade that has like floats and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Little ones. Yeah, little ones. Like uh, little I don't know how... Ones with lights on them. But yeah, so the firemen have that trampoline for jumping out of your window and they're letting people play on it or something? Or just the firemen are playing on it? Anyway, all right. Oh, it's jump. And jump. now back to the show. Jump. I'm on the fourth floor. That would supposedly work. That's anyway. what it's made for. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I mean, I mean, that's probably not the type of item you want, like unnecessary stress being put on it. You know, you don't want to like to jump out of a window one day and need it and be like, "Oh yeah, we let a bunch of kids go ham on that." And really we didn't check if they had things the, in their you know? pockets. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so for lighting bonus round, I'm gonna ask you a couple of quick questions. The first one is, as a kid or as an adult now, did this or will it change your uh, thoughts on the environment? And I ask this because I watched this a lot as a kid, and I am not particularly dedicated to the environment now so i don't like i loved it and i don't think it worked um but i'm curious about you guys' opinions on that and i got a bunch of opinions from our listeners that i will share as well but let's start with you guys how does this change or did it change your opinion on the environment uh i i think it's like a little unfortunate that it didn't affect more people's opinion on the environment not necessarily me like, uh, I'm okay that it didn't, like, inspire me to go out and do a bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. It would have been pretty dope if it inspired more people, too, though. You know what I mean? Well, it's hard to know who it did and didn't, I guess. You know, obviously, Trumpets didn't watch this when we were kids, but he was already too old. But maybe um, Ivanka did? Maybe. Maybe, she... maybe, like, a golden TV. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, oh, doesn't it kind of inspire you to think that even if you do something awful, that some magic guy will take care of it. Yeah, that's true. It's very inspiring to think that someone else will fix all this for us. Man, right now, Captain Planet, we bring back Captain Planet, and he just lowers the Earth's temperature by a quarter of a degree, and we're fine. And I mean, he comes back every year on the like you know to to do sure, it. Sure, yeah. Or he just collects all the CO two, flies them out into space, and throws it away, which he does at another point with the uh, the atom bomb. He just flies into space real fast, blows up the bomb, flies back. Yeah, he doesn't care about space, only his sweet, sweet mother guy. You know? <laughs> I, I have a, a question, just sort of like to, to, to sashay away from this, the main point. Um, why doesn't Captain Plant kill any of the bad guys? Because they're going to do it again, you know? Yeah, I made, I made a crack earlier about how they should have at least arrested him on tax fraud, because I'm sure they're doing that, if nothing else. Um... Although maybe, who knows, maybe there's just Horace Greedley is in, is a very careful to always follow exactly the letter of the law. Yeah, but still, like, couldn't he just, if he like, turned into a dictator, couldn't he just like end this once and for all? Yeah, that's a, so that's an interesting moral question that they didn't tackle. <laughs> well, yeah, like the planet Earth is pretty fucking brutal, and it kills people in really yeah. gnarly ways all the time. Oh, yeah. So yeah, sometimes sharks climb up on really land. Like, do you think Captain yeah. Planet would have at least went up to the American kid and been like, look, I can't do it, but you know it needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go back into your thing. Look, buddy, you got fire. Just set him <laughs> on fire. <laughs> like, End this today. This is your thing. I mean, presumably Hart would step in, and then he'd have to also burn Hart. And then it's just the American guy's got one ring on each index finger. 
With oh. my own powers combined. Why didn't they just do that? One guy, five fingers? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like that's like the gritty reboot of uh, Captain Planet. You know, one person becomes Captain Planet because they have yeah. all their things on, you know? Oh, I love it. Um, I'm going to read you a couple of things, thoughts from, from listeners on whether or not this uh, affected them and their feelings on environment. I don't want to say, like, I'm not, like, I'm not a- against the environment. Uh, I am just like it's just not my primary motivating thing, and uh, like I will, I like I recycle things. But if it's one of those things in Portland where there's seven bins with pictograms behind them to de- decode where stuff goes, I may just put it in the closest bin. Gasp! Do you guys hear this marching band, or are you just gasping at my admission? You. I, I don't care uh, marching bands. Not, I'm, not, no, not ever. Yeah, I was vomiting <laughs> in my mouth at your savage nature, Alex. Um, um, all right. But I, I do want to, one more thing about that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's kind of quaint how, like, I mean, it's kind of impressive how far we've come. The fact that there is, like, you know, that many buckets at all. Like, when this, when I was a kid, when we were all kids, there wasn't this prevalence of recycling, you know? Like, yeah. These morals of anything, they come off overly quaint because, like, back in 1990, uh, a moral of your story being like, hey, how about we don't fill the Grand Canyon full of garbage? I vote for that. Controversial (laughs) idea. Like, now people are like, yeah, duh. Hey, how about we don't test, like, makeup on products, uh, on animals? You know, like, that was something people fought for then. That doesn't seem like a hill anyone's really like to die that's on. A good, these that's days, a really good you know? point because yeah, I definitely, as far as my environmentalism goes, I feel like a lot of the time recycling is a much more complicated issue where you end up spending more, uh, wasting more energy on fuel to get it to an additional place just to put. I mean, not to mention the fact that like paper recycling creates this really awful toxic by byproduct because you've bleached the ink out of the paper and now you've got bleach and ink combined and you got to get rid of that. It's complicated. Whereas filling the Grand Canyon with garbage, not a lot of benefit. Yeah. I think, you know, in 1990, maybe selling nuclear bombs to Hitler was like a controversial subject. Yeah, people were talking. Now everyone's like, would you go back and kill him? Back then, everyone was like, if you had a time machine, would you go sell a nuclear bomb to Hitler? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in 1990, that was a whole, like, Phil Donahue episode. (laughs) No. This week, we're debating selling nuclear bombs to Fu Manchu Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Is it like they couldn't get the rights to Hitler? Why did they have to do that? Uh, I, I would imagine. Uh, it, to me, it looked like they drew Hitler, and then someone was like, "Ah." Oh, you know what that guy looks like? He looks a lot like Hitler. <laughs> yeah. I don't love this. <laughs> so, some some thoughts from our listeners uh, at Shrotom on Twitter says, uh, and by the way, uh, he is literally kissing a bird in his picture on Twitter. So. He, not surprising that he says, yes, I saw it occasionally, and I can't remember if I learned anything per se, but maybe it was subconscious, because now I'm all pro-environment. Uh, and uh, Rhiannon, our newest... That's giving it a lot of credit. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, but correlation, like, not causation. So. Yeah. Right, that's true. I got older, care more about the environment. And now I like avocado. I didn't before. Really? I did not like avocado when I was young. Interesting. Too, too, too gooshy. Oh yeah, it is a it is a slightly off-putting consistency when it first starts out. But you're the kind of person who's like comfortable with bad opinions that you might not like avocado now. Oh no 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 no, it's good now. <laughs> okay good. Um, cool. Anyway, so Rihanna, our our newest meat buddy, says yes. My childhood favorite show. It mostly made me want superpowers, but I do recall trying not to waste water and knowing that nuclear waste was bad. Um, 
See, nuclear waste, not a controversial issue. No one likes it. However, do we put it in Yucca Mountain? That's much harder. Yes, we do. I don't know. That's how you get like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and mutants and right. Sharks, a lot so. of other superheroes are very pro nuclear waste. If you think about it, radiation. You know, you need a radiated spider. Yeah, you can. Yeah, none of, like, none of, yeah. Only good things happen. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, you think that's what happened? Ted Turner was walking by and he saw a bunch of kids like trying to put their head in microwaves and was like, <laughs> "I gotta, I gotta piss some positive stuff out in this world." <laughs> Got to teach him. All right. At Geek for LGBTQ says, I really consumed less hairspray after uh, watching Captain Planet because I got a mullet. So very productive. Man. That actually would be a great word. It would be like, like, you know, like uh, it's sort of like the only plant things in your gar- yard that don't take a lot of uh, water. It's like only yeah. hairstyles that don't take a lot of hairspray. Oh, interesting. Well, I, so that's something about how like it's a sort of quaint thing because like in the early 90s, we were worried about that hole in the ozone layer. And now you don't hear people talk about that a lot. And one of the reasons is because we got rid of chlorofluorocarbons in most of our products. And then during the campaign last year, Trumpets was talking about the Paris Climate Accord and was like, they're telling me I can't use hairspray right now because it's going to cause the ozone. Li-. Like he's, he is still in this year. Like maybe he's like, we should sell a nuclear bomb to Fu Manchu Hitler and maybe we should dump garbage in the Grand Canyon because he's like just oh. finding out about these issues. So it's relevant again. Yeah, yeah, we're we're making America 1992 again. Huh. I I love the idea of someone being like like more environmentally like a better person because they modeled their life after Captain Planet. I have a mullet, so I use less hairspray. I don't tan because I want to have that same sickish green color, so I don't. <laughs> I I don't go to tanning. These aren't beds clothes. Anymore. This is my garb. Yeah, just like by just trying to live like Captain Planet. Uh, Bridget on Facebook said, it definitely made me think the environmentalism movement was an easier movement to care about than it is. Like, (laughs) ooh, good sneeze. Um, Like there was a letter writing episode where they wanted kids to mail Congress about some conference or something. So yeah, Captain Planet can come in and save the day and the planet when... and the planet, when real environmentalism is this constant battle against powerful, moneyed interests and, poli- and politicians, follow that. So uh, it makes it seem like, oh, you can just have Captain Planet come in. The power is mine. But it turns out, actually, a lot of this... This is me, not Bridge anymore. But yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the shit is not in our power. Uh, yeah, I mean, think of how many people went and, like, you know, chained themselves to trees, thinking, like, all right, now Captain Planet shows up. And then we're just <laughs> Sitting there hungry. I mean, this is why I just walk around a lot uh, just with, like, money hanging out of my pockets because I know Batman will save me. I, I really <sighs> or, live as if superheroes are right around the corner. Or you'll get killed in front of a child and make Batman. It's Which a cycle. Also right? worth it. Yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Amy says, uh, the thing that was most that most impacted my thoughts on the environment uh, was Fern Gully. Captain Planet was just too cheesy. Yeah, that's a good one. Did it, I don't? I mean, I haven't seen Ferngully since the same time about I watched this. Is it less cheesy and is it pro environment? Remind me about Ferngully. I liked it more. It's. I think it's like fairies, and they're like, oh, "I don't ruin the environment because I live here." Yeah, is it? It's. it's yeah, uh, yeah, and they like, um they chop down a tree that you're not supposed to, and they release an evil demon, and uh, the demon's really scary. So that's mm. good incentive not to chop down trees. <laughs> and uh, there's a bat that gets tested on. And after getting tested on, he can rap. So 
that was supposed to be the effects of his trauma. Wait, did so trauma made him a better rapper? I guess that makes sense, right? You're from the streets. It's supposed to help. I mean, that was like the the moral of Eight Mile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like is the hard hard knocks that make you, yeah. Um, Mom spaghetti. Michael says, yeah, yeah, that's the other message is mom spaghetti. Um, I mean, yeah, it's weird that she acts like that's her private recipe. Do you think his mom was really making her own special spaghetti? Or did he just steal uh, it from well, his mom? I mean, no, it was just he stole it. It was hers. You know? <laughs> and then he vomited back up, which is super wasteful. Um, Michael on Facebook said, even as a kid, I felt like it was too heavy handed and that it was always trying to teach me stuff. Which uh, yeah. is weird because I was normally, I think I would have been like adverse to that, but this I didn't notice. I I feel like I feel like it, this propaganda needs to be more sophisticated for it to get through to me today. But I don't know what I would have thought. Right, about. right, right, right. All right. So now, real quick, for line, to end lightning bonus round, I want to play best power, worst power. So of these rings, which one would you guys actually like? I think, I, like I mentioned, fire was the coolest, but I also do think it's the one that has the one of the higher risks of accidentally killing people. Um. Although Earth is sort of like a more permanent destruction, a lot of the time they don't always fix all the rock formations he makes out of nowhere. And also, if you make a bunch of rock formations out of nowhere, there's like a sinkhole underneath them, just waiting to happen. Oh, jeez. Uh, I, I, I'm still actually. I like the. I like. Okay, so hard could speed up on a lot, but I'm gonna actually gonna say it's pretty great because you could probably use your like m- like emotional manipulation to get all the other rings, and then you could be Captain Planet yourself. So if well, you have the heart that, ring, but are yourself heartless? <laughs> well, it's in a ring, so you don't need to have a heart yourself. Oh, you take the ring off, and, manipulate. Oh no, I can't. I can't even figure this out. Anthony, what do you want? Isn't the the power of the heart ring to actually be able to communicate with people telepathically and read their fucking minds? Because that would be a Isn't pretty dope power ring. Now that's that's, that's what happens of. in the first episode. He reads all of their minds when he gets like I they're like I can make fire, and he's like I can read your thoughts. Like, Holy that's shit! What you can yeah, there's all this anti heart propaganda, but that's a super big power. Yeah, like that. Yeah. People sleep on that, but it's like. <laughs> oh man, we sure. I, this is not what I was expecting this to come out, but we might be talking about heart as the best power all of a sudden. The other thing is, I know, like you can like read animals' thoughts, and I think that seems fun at first, but most animals are pretty stupid. Uh, well, st- I feel like you can control the animals too, right? They got those rams to turn yeah. around. Oh so. yeah. Also, you could like if animals have memories, you could like go over to your friend's house and like be like, "Hey, cat, tell me what they do." It's weird. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to know that kind of stuff. Not about friends, about enemies. Like, go to an enemy's house and talk to their cats and be like, "Tell me what they do." That's weird. I'm going to use that later. But then Would wouldn't you? it just like, well, be well, like well, what the what, like a cat thinks is weird that people do? <laughs> you know, like right, uh, right. Don't tell, don't tell anyone else this. But he stares at this box for hours. Right, I don't right. know what that's about. He poops in this and white Alex, thing. Can you be like, like, like someone's like, oh yeah, how do you know that? And you're like, shit, need some evidence. No, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of the Would time. It's like, just like me. the fact that you know is is weird enough. Yeah. Yeah. You think people will buy that? That'd be enough. Yeah. To convict someone. Well, I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna make this a legal thing. That'd be kind of weird. <laughs> Although at some point, I'd bring in a cat and I'd be like, "Tell me shit about the judge," and the judge would be like, "I'm gonna allow it." <laughs> I want to know what this cat has to say about me. <laughs> Classic Law and Order. Let's see where this goes. Um, 
I do wonder, uh, I guess if you have dolphins around too, you could learn some shit. But like all the smart animals you don't get to hang out with very often. Like like elephants are real smart, but how often are you just like near an elephant? Maybe at the zoo, and then the elephant's thoughts are like, I've been going slowly crazy for 30 years. But they never forget, right? So there's like there's like the thing that happens to people where they, they just remember everything. It's kind of a curse, if, I'm, if I understand it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. This elephant is like, man, yesterday I had a bad day. The day before that I had a bad day. The day before that I had a bad day. I Are you mean, sure you guys can't hear this marching band? I'm in the third marching band of this parade. I, I can hear a little bit of this marching band. This one I can hear a bit of. Man. It's just slowly going crazy. I have so many marching bands in my house right now. This is a weird well, episode of the show. Katie, what power I, do you want to have and what power do you not want to have? I would definitely take wind. Because uh, that one you can access anywhere. Water, you need to be near water. Oh. Animals need animals. Earth need earth. And it doesn't cause any lasting damage. And you can fly with it. I'm pretty sure. If you could fly with wind, that would be pretty dope. I like that a lot. If you maybe if you have like a squirrel suit on, but uh, you could, should be it, able to fly with actually any well any of them but Earth. You should be able to fly with right. Like so, you, like you hire an eagle. You like you like do like jet blasters of your fire, and like you can have like that little like water tornado under you if you wanted. I don't know if jet blasters are how that works, but I, I I'm 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 with this idea. And with Earth, you could make it like throw you and then catch yeah, you exactly. if you're really good at it. I mean, to me, wind sounds cool, but it's the one that looks like she has, like, the least control over it. Like, she would just be, like, wind, and then, like, a fucking hurricane or, like, a little tornado yeah. would just pop up. Yeah. And that seems, like, that seems a little sketchy. Fire also seems to just be, like, you say fire, and then something catches fire in a way that's bigger and crazier than you would want. You I know? think so. It sounds like we're leaning towards heart being pretty dope and then maybe wind. Uh, so let's go. I, I, wait. I, I do want to put a point towards uh, I've always thought like being able to terraform Earth in front of you would be a very cool ability. It would be pretty good. Uh, like you could do a lot of cool stuff with that. You could fix pot- potholes. Mm. Yeah, you could pit up walls in front of you real fast you know yeah if you have to like change the beach all of a sudden there's like a little stand outhouse around you if you guys like a better version of this check out avatar yeah Yeah, (laughs) like like not 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 what i'm thinking yeah not the movie avatar no the show avatar or and the sequel legend of Korra. that that's 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 some good earth wind uh water and fire like bending it's just Everything you won't even believe how things get bent, guys. It's so much good bending. Stuff goes everywhere. Uh, so in the let, right ways. I want to hear from our, our listeners on Facebook or on Twitter at read underscore weep and on Facebook.com slash read weep and by email podcast readers.com. Anyway, any way you can. I want you to vote. What's your best power? What's the worst power? Um, that's the end of lightning bonus round. Now it's time for the second half of our minor compliment. We're gonna go in reverse order of the way we went before, which means Anthony, you're up first. What is your minor compliment for Captain Planet? Um Ah, uh, okay. Okay, here's what I will say. I I know every single word of the Captain Planet closing song, and I didn't even remember there was a song until it started. Yeah. But then, like, as soon as that first episode ended and the song started, I just sang along every word of it, and it was like, how did I do that? It was like a weird magic trick. Take down to zero. <laughs> It yeah, was, it, was it was like, like the born identity, but with like Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I felt like I had gotten activated. I sat there, and the song started, and I said every word along with it, and I was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> uh, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, Katie, what's your minor compliment? 
Just for the I, listeners at home, Katie's normally did, uh, um, less laggy than this in real life. Sorry, go ahead, Katie. Yeah, um, I really liked how they made the the kid from Brooklyn kind of an asshole because it seemed very. I don't know. I mean, out of all those cultures, I would say that in that situation, the American would be the one that's like, hey, lady, you want to explain what's going on? <laughs> um, so it just seems really accurate culturally. It seemed like he uh, got a little more yeah, chill in really the later seasons. And... Does that everybody else's feeling as well? No, he's still a horn dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anthony, weren't you going to be a horn dog on this episode? It hasn't really happened yet. Oh, I know. I've been, uh, I've just been muting my mic every time I've been cat calling a Baywatch extra <laughs> who walks by. Well, maybe this is yeah. y- your time to help because, or I'm going to seem like the horny one because I thought Blight had a pretty great haircut in this show. That's my minor compliment. I loved Blight's haircut with the, the little blonde piece thrown in front. Wait, before or after the monkey shaving? Well, so that's the thing, right? So she gets shaved by a monkey, and it's like, oh, monkey's revenge. But all he did is gave her a rad undershave, and she still yeah, looked yeah. good. I and- mean, it was crazy how, like, that they nailed how popular that haircut got, you know, 15 years prior to it. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, it was like, oh, what a ridiculous-looking woman. And now it's like, oh, it's a pretty good haircut. They, that monkey didn't even know. That monkey is uh, maybe time traveled to 2017. Um, anyway, I like Blythe's hair. That's my horn dog moment for Anthony, I guess. Um, so uh, that leaves you, Ezra. Minor compliment. Uh, I guess it showed me how to end racism. Maybe. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I, I don't know. So like, there's this moment. Uh, <laughs> there's this moment when they go back into the wild, wild west, uh, and. Um, uh, well, time travel is a good way to say end racism for sure. Well, so it's just it's just such a it was this was one really caught me off guard. I guess I wasn't expecting them to like to address this at all in one way or the other. Um, and, oh yeah, right. So they're just like, oh, let's talk to this like uh, this you know this uh, landowner, and uh, they help him, and he's like, oh no, you your kind can't come in, and um, and then uh, Kwame's just like, uh, it, it, it's cool. Like, we, we don't have to deal with this right now. We'll just go back. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just step outside. Yeah. Uh, and then later, they save that guy from a burning uh, from his burning house, and then he's no longer racist. Uh, so just so, uh, so here's what we gotta do. We find the racist people, burn their houses down, and save them at the last minute. And have a have a whatever race they're upset about come in and save them from the burning house. And bonus, uh, if they don't like that person, still you can be like. Enjoy your house on fire still. Yeah, well, yeah. This was your chance. You don't have a house now. Yeah. So. Take that. Now you're a houseless racist person. But, uh, but I don't yeah, know. It sounds like flawed. Uh, well, you know, uh, workshop it. <laughs> also, while you're back there, gold, interest-bearing account. That's all yeah. you have to do. Don't, don't, do, don't sell Hitler anything. Just, just take some money. <laughs> Put it in That's, a in a checking account. Come back for it later. That really should be if you're writing like a time travel guidebook. Rule number one: Don't sell Hitler anything. <laughs> no rule number two: Compounding interest. Yeah, yeah. But really, make sure you don't sell Hitler anything. Trust me, that's where everyone goes wrong immediately. Wait, could we actually could we end racism if we like go back in time far enough and just like yeah, burn down and save like racist people from their burning houses with specific people? Like, could we solve all prejudices? Or do you think maybe racism is like um, like a leaky bucket where you like plug one hole and it just means more water comes out the other hole? That's not how 
how many holes are in this bucket, man? Because eventually, like, unless your fingers are making the holes, then like, I, I feel like you're solvent. Uh, eight, and they're at inconvenient places. Oh, an inconvenient bucket hole. Yeah. All right, well, fair enough. <laughs> inconvenient bucket hole. And and uh, knowing you, you put your wang in one of them, and you hope that helps. <laughs> Wait, so I got seven fingers in this bucket, and then, like, one wang? Yep. But it's still leaking? Yeah. It is and a messed up bucket. <laughs> that's and exactly you know what else? That bucket does not like Puerto Ricans. Oh, man. I, how did I get this racist bucket that I put my penis in? <laughs> I really should have thought about this further. <laughs> All right, that is it for our show, everybody. That was on me, guys. Sorry. <laughs> That's how the show ends. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back again next week. Um, I have to run off and, and uh, watch a marching band. So, um, But we'll be back next week. Next week, we're talking about The Mummy. You guys, there's a new The Mummy. Uh, oh. No, uh, no, I, no, man. The, uh, I, the cruise missile flies again. Yeah, I really think you should give this movie the respect to call it uh, the first part of the dark universe. Yeah, cinematic the dark, experience. the dark cinematic universe. Oh man, it's the new mo- oh. new monsters. Oh, I'm I'm stoked about it, and I love that the mummy has four of the colored parts of her eyes. Yeah, it's a cool effect. Um, I'm very interested. I mean, I'm definitely interested in all this, and you I. Think- I kind of like Tom Cruise playing Van Helsing. You think that's going to be the twist at the end of the movie that he's Van Helsing? Because he's everyone else. Like everyone else is like uh, they've announced he's playing Frankenstein and uh, Invisible Man and Doctor Jekyll, and then Tom Cruise is just a guy named like Norm, and it's Uh, like that can't be a thing, right? He's got to be somebody. I feel like you're ruining the ending for a movie that neither of us have seen yet. I don't know. I just I don't like I don't like obvious trickery. No, oh, I don't. I don't even know much about Van Helsing. Anyway, well, so all that and more is next week. Also, I'm just stoked to talk about mummies again. Mummies are my favorite of the monsters because they're not mo- monsters. They're fragile dead people, and uh, just knows this. The fundamental thing about mummies is that they are pathetic and and easily damaged and not inherently mean. And so all the mummy movies are like, but how do we make sexy. this menacing? Yes, also very sexy. Um, so join us next week for the mummy. Um, one more time, thank you so much to Rhiannon, our newest meat buddy, and you too can become a meat buddy by going to readers.com slash meat buddies. Uh, Riri, I'll talk to you at the club. Um, everybody else, become a meat buddy. You can tweet at us too. That's also an option. Even just a dollar a month is a huge help to keep the show going. Um, thanks for being here, as always, at Ezra Fox. Yeah. Thanks for being here at Anthony Lopez Part 2. Strong thank work, you. as always. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and thanks for ruining the mummy for everybody. And... <laughs> At KT Nuggin, sorry for the uh, tech issues. Sorry for the lag. Thanks for being here, Katie. Thank you for having me. So what I'm going to do at the end here is I'm going to make that a longer pause. So the end of the show is just <laughs> 10 minutes, and then Katie saying thanks for having me. Oh, it's like a secret track. Yep, exactly. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm not stopping.